Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How's everybody doing? I really hope everyone is doing good. I am so, so sorry that this is a day late. I've had a very fucked up week, um, and it's going to continue to be a fucked up week slash situation slash whatever for about a month, probably. I don't even know at this point. It's, it's, it's something, uh, work has been insane. Uh, yeah. So I've got, uh, one of my employees is out sick. I've got one whose kid was out sick. I've got one of my key holders, which is basically like a, um, a shift manager who has a broken foot and I had an employee quit. So it's been insane. Um, I did hire somebody new, but they're just now starting. So there's all the training and everything else. But yeah, so um, there are duties that need to be done by a key holder that my key holder with a broken foot cannot do because she has a broken foot. And I don't expect her to walk all over the store to try to get these things done. And somebody else can't step in who's not a key holder. So it's been crazy. She's supposed to be off work six to eight weeks. Um, She does not want to be off. Uh, and I completely understand because, you know, we all, like, you know, need money, pay bills and shit. But um, I'm accommodating her the best I can. I've made it where she can just sit down at the register. She can, um, I brought chairs in for her, two different types of stools to sit on, one with the back, one without. I'm doing my best to accommodate things so that she doesn't have to miss work and miss out on a pay. And I can have her in the store as a body at the register. Even if she's just there to supervise mostly, um, it still helps me out. But with that said, I did, um, I worked 93 hours last week. <laughs> I'm a exhausted. Um, and then I started more hours again on Saturday. I worked a double on Saturday. I worked a double twice last week, I think. Wednesday and Friday, Tuesday and Friday. And then I worked a double Saturday. I was alone several hours. I worked Sunday, which is normally my day off. I was going to have to work a double, but my assistant manager is a fucking dream. And came in, um, gave up some of her plans early so she can come in so I didn't have to work a double again. And could at least get a partial day off for the week. Um, I do have to work a double tomorrow and Wednesday, but we'll be okay. So, it's been crazy. And on top of that, I... Um, I'm getting my super horrible seasonal allergies slash sinus crap that I still have not gotten over from last fucking spring. So, yeah. But, hey, I'm still going. I, I'm still kicking. I'm holding on. So, we're there. But, uh, you know, I felt really, really bad about being a day late because I've really been trying to um, be really on the schedule and make sure things get out. And I felt really bad. I really did because I've been trying to actually get shit together ahead of time. I want to start recording at least two weeks in advance so I can have episodes in case something happens, but also to offer them in advance too. So, <coughs> excuse me. That was probably fucking loud in the mic. I'm sorry. But it did not happen. So I'm trying to get there, but I do want to take a moment and I want to thank you, uh, Tamara Adams or Tamara I'm so sorry I don't know how to pronounce it because every I don't want to mess it up so Tamara Tamara Adams thank you so much for reminding me 
how important self-care is. Because when you commented that, it literally hit me that I need to start remembering to practice what I'm preaching to you guys. I constantly talk about how important self-care is to you guys, but I don't take the time for myself like I should when I need to. So thank you for reminding me that because it really meant a lot when I saw that I teared up and I, it really meant a lot. It really does. So thank you for that reminder because I definitely needed that reminder. So today's episode, um, is going to be a little different. It's going to be a little more laid back, a little more chill. Um, not a whole lot of structure. It's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, just some different things I've been kind of working on that had some notes down or things I wanted to either make into an entire episode or work into an episode somewhere. So we'll just go ahead and hit those. Um, I have a lot of things that, like I said, I, I really, I have so many ideas in my head, so many things I want to make sure that I talk about with you guys, make sure that I, um, really share, but I have a hard time, um, uh, pulling all that together last minute being just so out of it and working so many hours, my brain's just fried. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take parts of all my shit that I wanted to talk about and we'll talk about it. And if I need to expand on them later, we can expand on them later. But I thought it would be a great time to kind of just get some of this shit out because I have so much of it like in my head and in in notes everywhere I wrote down and things I wanted to kind of go over and um, just things that I know that other people will appreciate as well. So um, I did have a very interesting issue happen on Sunday. I normally don't work Sundays. Um, that is my one designated day off that I take off every week is the one day that I um, make sure that I get all my shit done, like, you know, my, my house cleaning shit, my laundry. Um, Travis is so wonderful. He does everything, too. Like, we share the responsibility 50-50. We come home, we both start doing stuff, and then on Sunday, like, we just do it together. There's no saying, oh, you know, like, I'll do this, or why haven't you taken the trash out? We just do shit. We know, you know, how to do it together, and, and it works great. So, um, he has had to pick up the extra duties with me being exhausted or not even being here for that matter. So I feel really bad, but, um, that's normally what we do on Sundays. Like I have so much stuff that I specifically do on Sundays. I usually get a tattoo on Sundays. I record my podcast on Sundays and do everything on Sunday. So when I had to work Sunday, it was just made my brain completely off, but the whole day was weird. Like, it started out weird. Everything was just... And it was Easter, so there was, we were so swamped on Saturday. And I worked from 6 a.m. till 10.30 on Saturday night. Um, I don't know how many of you guys see my personal page. Um, I know some of you guys are friends with me on there. And some of you guys have sent me a request. I just haven't... It's not that I haven't accepted them because I'm not going to. It's just that I have, like, 4,000 friend requests to go through. And I just... I have so many scammer requests as well. So that's why I have to always go look and make sure like there is some connection with this person. It's not just some random scam coming on because I get scam shit all the time. But anyway, um, I don't know how many of you guys saw. I posted my, uh, for my watch, my tracking and I walked 24,000 steps on Saturday, almost 25,000. I walked like 11 point some miles on Sun or Saturday alone, 
we were so busy at the store. It was busier than Christmas Eve ever. Busier than our, any of our Christmas traffic at all, by far. And people were coming in, and they were getting so mad trying to get, like, Easter stuff. And we had so much Easter stuff left. I mean, I had three huge fucking giant roll tainers in the back full of Easter that we put out on Friday. And it's almost all gone now. But people were coming last month, like, do you don't have any of this left? Do you don't have any big bags of eggs? You don't have any uh, giant baskets? You don't have any of this? You don't have that? I, I can't help it that you waited till the day before Easter to come buy all your stuff. Like, I'm really sorry. But no, we've had this shit out since... Valentine's, like before Valentine's Day, I started putting Easter. So I had a whole end cap of Easter candy and a whole end cap of like Easter decor and accessories and all that shit. So we, we've had it out. So people are just really angry. Everybody's really in a mood. It's like, it was literally like the Christmas rush of everybody coming in like crazy getting last minute stuff. So they're getting food. Everybody's getting mad because we don't have this or that for their food. And I'm like, I, I, I'm so sorry. I have no food in the back whatsoever. There's, like, literally no overstock back there. We've got everything out. We've had it out for months. I am so sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. I went even in my back room tearing shit apart trying to get things for people. No. I couldn't find shit they wanted. And anyway, so it was just super swamped. I literally didn't even finish the ad, putting the ad out. We normally do on Saturday nights. I've never not finished it my entire time working there, even if I'm working alone being the register person and the floor person, I never once not gotten my ad out. That was the first time I didn't. Um, I think had my uh, co-worker that night not had been um, confined to the register because of a broken foot, but also being completely swamped, we might have gotten a little further, but honestly not much because it was that busy. So everything was weird. I... uh, Sunday morning, I got up. I normally get up at 3.45 for work. Because I have to be at work at 6. That's the schedule I pick for myself. Because I like to be in there a couple hours before the store opens. Get shit done. But, um, so, my alarm goes off at 3.45. I hit snooze. I wake up at 4.30 or 4.15, somewhere in there. I get up, go to the kitchen, make my coffee. And I sat down on the couch and I fell back asleep until 5.55. And I was like, fuck. I gotta get up. Gotta get moving. So, I'm rushing around. And I'm like, fuck it. We don't open till 8. I was the one who closed last night, so I have all my shit there. Like, I, I did all the money counting, so I have to recount all that, because I just did it. I can get there, like, 7.30, be fine. As long as I'm there by 7.30, we'll be good. So I take my time. I end up getting there, like, 6.45, so I'm still early. Or still, you know, plenty of time. Clearing out all the empty boxes, getting everything ready, and somebody had eaten... They'd opened up a fucking bag of Easter candy. It was like these chocolate stuffed marshmallows. Eaten one. Half one. Decided they didn't like it. And then shoved the motherfucker in the box with other shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then there was just so much different shit like that happening all day long. But the kicker for Sunday for me. I mean, I had the most random shit happen. I was finding weird shit. People were just being weird. People were being angry. The Catholic priest comes in. And he's always comes in, and he's not used to seeing me there on Sundays because I'm normally not. So he comes up to the register, and I said, oh, hi, how are you? Good morning, you know, happy Easter. And he says, hello, how? And he says, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm great, thanks for asking, are you? And he said, yeah, no, no, are you okay? And I said, yes, I'm great. He said, do you need to talk to somebody? I was like, what the fuck? What, like, what? Why, 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 why? 
I still can't figure out why. I, I think, the only thing I can think is I did not have my, um, I normally have like a cardigan or a hoodie on or something like a zip-up hoodie, but I didn't, so my sleeves were short sleeves, so you could see my arms and all my tattoos and everything, so I think maybe that was what it was, and he's like, that was his way of saying, he'll pray for me, I don't know, but it was fucking weird, so, it was so weird, so, yeah, alright guys, we are going to make this a very interesting episode, I hope you like it. So one thing I get asked about all the time is quick spells, things that are quick that I could do that doesn't take a lot of time, like my morning ritual when I stir my coffee. People ask for more of those all the time, especially witches who are um, always working, similar to me, have a lot going on in life, a lot with kids, things that they can do quick and easy, and especially witches in the broom closet, things that they can do that may not be... um, as noticeable or picked up on quickly or something that they can do quickly that people would not really question as much. So, um, these are a few that I've gotten, um, from one of my books, several of my books actually. Um, and these are some that I've tried, some that I haven't tried, but I just kind of made a list and compiled them together. I was actually going to save these for a, um, uh, episode on spells part three, cause I, I know we did one and two. But I just want to kind of throw them out there because I don't know when we'll do a Spells Part 3. I got some other stuff I want to um, do first. But this is something that's going to be easier. And it's, it's some of them are a lot of fun. And it just is a little way to kind of give you that witchy feeling when you are either in a rush or in a slump. Don't have time. Or like I said, broom closet. Or you just want to add something, you know, witchy to your day. I know a lot of times that we get ourselves in these zones where we just feel like we don't have time for ourselves, like me this week, and it's little things like this that make the difference and make you still feel connected to your craft without having to separate a bunch of time and find time, which some of us can't do, to really do something big. So um, these are in no particular order, but they are, uh, all quick and super easy things that we can do. One of the big things that I have done, <laughs> but I don't carry a lot of cash with me, so I've done it with, uh, um, uh, my debit card as well, and it, it's still, I love it, and I've noticed, like, little things, like, I'll get a random refund back on a fee, or, you know, little things, and it all does add up over time, so it's anointing your cash, um, people use magnet oil, I have used lots of different oils, different things, um, I just kind of have my own little mixture of oils, but you can really use whatever, as long as you are kind of, um, doing the manifestation of it returning to you, so this, the part of the magnet oil is because you want it to return, you want to attract it back to you, so anoint all of your cash with magnet oil prior to spending it, so it returns to you, same with, you know, your debit card, like I said, I hardly ever have cash, when I do, I lose it, um, I have a really nice fucking wallet, do you think I would keep it in there, I don't keep my fucking cards in there, can we pause for a second, so, I know this is just so off the wall, but, um, I worked for 
a company where I did like rentals and things like that before I went back to Dollar General before COVID. So in pre-COVID time, I worked there and you could get um, furniture, appliances, uh, electronics, anything you wanted on like a rent-to-own basis. Well, we got in purses, uh, Michael Kors purses and wallets and everything. And I got a really good deal. And the girl that I worked with talked me into it. You guys remember Shannon, me talking about how much I fucking hated her. And literally the only person I've ever like really wanted to hex in my life. But I digress. Um, you guys remember, I'm sure if you've been listening for a while, you guys remember me talking about her back in way early seasons. So she talked me into it, and I thought it was cool. I ended up actually giving the purse to my mom. I have two of them, I think, maybe three. I don't remember. Anyway, um, I can't believe I spent that much fucking money on a purse and a wallet, but I did, and I ended up giving them, you know, let my mom use them and whatever. But the Michael Kors wallet I kept because it was a nice wallet. It will, I will say it was a really nice wallet, but it was fucking just ridiculous. So, um, I used to keep all my money in there, everything. Well, then when I started getting Ipsy, um, they got these little bags, and they're really nice. And um, I'd always keep things in my purse. So I would have, instead of just a bunch of loose shit in my purse, I would have my wallet and, like, three Ipsy bags. And each bag would have, like, different things that I'm like, that you keep in your purse. Like, one would just be all, like, my makeup-type stuff, like hand sanitizer, things like that. There would be, like, tampons, hair accessories, whatever. You guys know, like, girls out there are women purse carriers of any sort know that you have random shit in your purse so I just thought it'd be easier to categorize and do that well then it became like when I was in a hurry I would just grab my wallet and go and my wallet's very thick because I have everything in it and I got to the point where I just want to carry all that shit so when I started at um Dollar General I didn't like taking my whole wallet in because the girl I worked with was really shady um at the time I think you guys remember me talking about her too Jill so, I would just use my, um, one of my Ipsy bags, and I'd put, like, my ID in it, my debit card, some change, if I had cash, whatever I'd put in there. And then, it got to the point where someone would come and zip, change would come out, cash, i never find it. So, that's where it got to the point where I don't carry my wallet, I just carry, like, my cards, and that's it. So, it's not really an exciting story, but I just don't carry my wallet. I don't even know, like, where half the shit, like half the time where that fucking wall is because I don't carry it with me because I don't want the shit stolen out of it or I'm going to lose it. I mean, I also got a bunch of really cute witchy bags that I've gotten through some of these boxes so I use those now too instead of Sepsi, but that was a pointless story and I don't know why I told you guys, but now you know and you can't unhear unless you fast forward through, so whatever. Um, another simple spell for money is to, uh, to bring money to you when you need it is burn onion peelings and skins on the stove. It will also drive away evil. So I have done this with onion skins a lot. I do not like the smell of cooked onions. It smells like BO to me. So I have added, um, my own little seasonings or whatever, just to do like a little simmer pot of, um, onion skins. But I've also done, uh, a lot of, um, Wow, a lot of different uh, oils and things to make it smell a little better. I've also burned garlic skins, uh, which is also known to keep kitchen in or money in. Jesus Christ, I can't fucking speak today. Burning garlic skins in your kitchen is known to keep money in your house. To keep money in, you know what I mean. To keep money, save money, basically. Fuck man, I'm having trouble with words today. 
uh, putting a cinnamon stick, green offering rice, and five coins in a conjure bag. This will attract wealth to you. Um, a lot of these are money ones that I've done, and I really like them because I need money. <laughs> we all need money, honestly, but, like, I have a really bad um, habit of spending way more than I have to spend on mostly uh, shit for my, my craft room. So, I mean, I always think I need a new stone, a new crystal, a new bag of herbs, some new incense, some new books, like literally everything. That's a real problem. So I um, need to do that to get shit back here. <laughs> um, carrying or wearing tourmaline will attract cash. I know some people pronounce it tourmaline, tourmaline. I fuck words up. You guys know this by now. So there's that. Burn an acorn on the night of the dark moon in your yard to receive an infusion of cash. We're always down for more money, guys. Literally always down for money. I have, I can't even read my fucking handwriting. <laughs> Burying, oh yeah, I said that, Jesus. Sprinkle gold magnetic sand over a pair of lotus stones or natural magnets and put in a red flannel piece of fabric with a dollar bill and a piece of fool's gold, which is pyrite. This is a gris gris and will draw wealth. I love pyrite. It is fucking beautiful, especially when it has been, um, like smooth and made all shiny and pretty but I also like it raw too so I'm not real picky on all of that so those were um just a few of the ones that I have for uh wow for money shit my brain is like duh oh here's one I've never tried this one put aspen leaves in a buckeye which is a horse chestnut I've never heard it called that. And the mojo bag and keep with you for luck and money. I've never heard of that, but I will try it. Some banishing spells. So, you guys have seen in the group and in the chats, people are talking about having things following them, um, having people they want to banish away from them, you know, without doing like a whole cord cutting thing. These are some things that you can do quickly and easily. And... For the most part, these are some of the stuff's going to be things that everybody would have at home anyway. Most of it in your um, kitchen, for the most part, a lot of it. So, banishing powder recipe is black pepper, cayenne, cinnamon, sea salt, and sulfur blended in a mortar with a mortar and pestle, sorry. Stirred in a counterclockwise direction, best made on a dark moon or a new moon. Coffee grounds, banishing spell. Gather dirt from your intended target's footprints or form under, or from under a chair that they've sat in. Combine it with cayenne powder, ground sassafras, and used coffee grounds. Sprinkle the mixture on their doorstep. This will keep them away. I have done this one. And it's really hard to get dirt from someone's footprints or steps or whatever or underneath somewhere where they've sat, unless you were close to that person. So this is not something you could just randomly do without looking a little suspicious. So this one may be something you do a little more on the down low, you know, kind of not letting people know where you're up to because you're going to look suspicious with it. But it does help, trust me. It does very well. Garlic banishing spell. Hang a braid of 12 heads of garlic on the nail above your foot front door Keep jealous people and the evil eye away. 
So here's my whole thing on the evil eye. We've talked about this. The evil eye can also be good if you are the beholder. If you are the one receiving it, obviously it's not good. But, but, you have to turn that around. You can make the evil eye work for you. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. And that's actually going to be part of a secondary um, episode we're going to do. I'm going to do a more in-depth in different parts of the eyes. Because the evil eye has so much to it. And I really want to go into the history of it a little more deeper. And there's a few other things too I want to hit on. So we will we will go back to that at a later time. About reversing the evil eye. I'm very fascinated by the evil eye. Very, very fascinated. I think it is very interesting and can be so mysteriously awesome at the same time. It, it's just, I've always been obsessed with the evil eye. Always. And I don't really understand why, but I have been, so. Mandrake Banishing Spell. Place a mandrake root in a room in a dark and hidden place and drive evil spirits away. We have done some shit like this. We didn't use a mandrake root, but we did. Uh, I don't even actually remember what we did use. I'll have to ask Travis. I think I told you guys about when we first moved in here, we had some really hardcore shit going on. We were getting scratched. We were getting cut. We had poltergeist activity. Uh, we literally sat and watched the toilet paper roll unroll. It was sitting on its side, and it literally unraveled and rolled. We watched uh, one of Travis's drones literally lift up off the hooks on the wall and fall to the ground we've had things move we've had uh more we came home and our cat was in the refrigerator this was penny she was a cat that we had um years ago she actually went to go live with an old man who was lonely and lost his wife um penny wandered across the street over there and just would not come back home so um she just loved that man she's still there today so she's good i got pictures everything's good but, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we had some serious hardcore shit. I came home from work and she was in the refrigerator. Or the kids came home from school. She was in the refrigerator and I was the last one in the house on my lunch break just like two hours before the kids came home. So, she was not in there then. So, something had to have happened. Somebody had to put her in there. Something had to put her in there. But, we've had that. We've had shit come on missing. We've had where... Travis's lighter was nowhere to be found. We could not find it anywhere, searched everywhere. And then it ends up being in his shorts a little bit later. Like, a couple hours later, it shows up in a fucking pair of shorts he was wearing. It was the weirdest shit ever. But these are the kind of things that we dealt with for a very long time. The scratches, the sleep paralysis, some really bad shit. And we finally got to a point where we were able to get rid of it and I'll have that I do not remember what the fuck it was that we had ground up and used but it was crazy so it is uh, definitely something that works well and will definitely help get rid of evil shit because we've been there and now sorry tribe just came in and got something and then went out um, so now we, we don't have the evil things in here we just have the worst thing I think we would have would be Jack and he's just more of like a playful and a crappy way playful I guess I actually had a friend who did this one the poltergeist door slamming ritual so it said that if you slam every door in your house three times it'll scare away the poltergeist I'm not saying it works but I'm saying she did not have any more activity after that at all 
and that's been 2023, so almost two years ago. So I'm going to say, take that as you will, but I think it worked. I think it really did work. She was having some serious shit to the point that her kids did not even want to sleep in their home. They, like, wanted to go stay with Grandma or aunts or somebody, but they did not want to sleep at home, and that's not good. Like I told you guys before many times, our kids grew up in a haunted house, so they're very used to it. When they were babies, they were very used to um, the weird shit. They didn't realize what was actually happening. Like, we didn't tell them it was haunted right away. You know, we've talked about this, but... Um, you kind of feel like a dick, you know, like, but there's nothing you can do, I, we can't afford to move the whole fucking house because of the shit, and, um, we did what we could to get rid of the bad and the evil, but the good spirits here, I just don't really fuck with, I just let them be, like I said, Jack is really the only, and I don't even know if that's his real name, it's just, when we did the, um, yep, the, uh, fuck, Communication, because I can't think fucking words I'm trying to think about. Divinations, different divinations, fuck. Um, we even used a spirit box and different um, communication tools, and we always kept getting the same name, Jack. He, I think, is very protective of the two little girls that died. I think that he stays in the tattoo shop, which is where I'm recording from right now, because Brady is, I went to the mic, is in um, the craft room at the moment. But... I really think that he just, I don't think he's evil, I think he just plays tricks that are shitty, you know, I think he just wants the attention, but I do think that he does try to control the little girls, I really want to get more in touch with him, but it's very hard, because every time I start any form of communication with him, Jack comes in every time, and yes, I have considered that it could be demonic, since it is, um, you know, could be pretending to be children when it's not, but we do have proof that there were two girls killed, um, young girls killed in a fire on the property in the late 1890s, so seems more realistic that that could be the way that it's going, but I don't know. I, I would not be shocked if I did end up finding out that it was some type of demonic, um, entity that has portraying these little girls, but at the same time, I really don't think it is, because I think we would have a lot more evil things happening, and I think I'd be able to feel that evilness a little more. But who knows? I could be completely fucking wrong. Sorry, I need a drink. Whew. Witch balls. <laughs> Witch balls. That sounded so weird. Witch balls. Globes of iridescent color glass. Place them around your home to repel undesired spirits. Speak your desire for them to leave. Again, I am very cautious about what I do in here because some of the spirits, like I said, are just fine. Um, the little old lady who lives in the craft room is very sweet. She missed Brady's dog that he had there for a while, Earl, um, when him and his fiance were still together before they split. And I, uh, I really think that who we've got here now is pretty safe and we should be, we should be okay. But if it ever gets to a point where it's not again, I will definitely use some witch balls. <laughs> I think it's just funny to say witch balls. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Alright, so ones I get talk, talked about. Ones I get asked asked about all the time. Love, spells, charms, conjures quickly. So one thing that is said to attract women is to wear amethyst. And I will tell you that I'm drawn to amethyst. 
and it's not just because my birthstone, I've always loved amethyst, even before I knew what a birthstone was when I was younger, I mean, my mom wasn't big in any of this by any means, because, you know, I think I skipped a generation, but, um, she always had, like, turquoise and, um, different, uh, stones, and most of it was costume jewelry, but I always was taken back by the amethyst. When we were younger, we always went to Colorado for the summers for vacation, and we would go out to, uh, the, uh, Native American, uh, I don't even know what they're called. It's not a reservation, but it's, like, um, the old ancient, I don't even know the ancient's right word, um, they call it Pueblo something. I don't even know what it's exactly called. I have to look it up. It's in Colorado. It's absolutely beautiful, but it is basically all these homes in, like, stone in the walls, and it's just crazy. It's, like, built into a wall, and, like, their homes, and, um, they always sold the most beautiful turquoise and different stones, but turquoise was a huge one that they had out there, and, um, I remember I picked up an amethyst, I thought it was just beautiful, gorgeous, and I wanted it so bad, and it was real, and I, I got it, mom let me carry it on, a little tiny stone, I mean, it was big to me at the time, because my hand was little, but it was just beautiful, I loved it, and I carried that thing everywhere with me, because it was just so pretty, and my mom, like, I don't even know, it was a while later, mom was like, oh yeah, that's your birthstone, that's probably why you like it so much, and I was obsessed with amethyst, when she told me that, I just became even more obsessed, but yes, amethyst is for a win for me. <laughs> Bebe Wish, and the first is spelled B-A-E, as like, you know, before anyone else, Bay, which is kind of funny, write a tiny love, write a tiny love wish on a bay leaf with lemon juice, invisible ink, and they keep it in an envelope. Have you guys ever used lemon juice as invisible ink? Don't get that shit in your eye. Do not touch your eyeball if you touch it with your fingers because it sucks just saying been there it sucks ass really bad uh oh shit i've done this one happy marriage rosemary spell a newly wedded couple should dip a wand made from made from a thick sprig of rosemary why was it so hard to say into the first drink and stir as a married couple to ensure a happy marriage. So we did it way after our marriage because we got married in 2000. Yeah, 2000. And uh, I wasn't really out anywhere then. So, you know, it wasn't things I could really like, hey, let's do this. So, and I didn't even know about them, but it's really cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, my throat is killing me. Uh, fidelity hoodoo spell. One method of ensuring your husband's fidelity is to put menstrual blood in his food. What the fuck? I just now read this. Oh my fucking god. I, wow. I do not advise that at all. That, uh, I, so what I did is I have some notes from, um, a book that I had gotten and I just kind of, um, made a photocopy and put it in with my things and cut out the ones that I wanted to add to it. And I'm just now reading this one. Fidelity hoodoo spell. Put menstrual blood into his food. Are you fucking kidding me? That is disgusting. Wow. Um, yeah. So I know people do, I'm not dumb, I know people do blood magic with menstrual blood, and it's cool shit, you do you, if you if you do that and you love it, that's great, I support you 100%, I will watch it, I will want to learn everything about it, I want you to tell me 
all the ins and outs. I don't want you to tell me how it all works for you and everything. But to put in someone's food is a whole different fucking ballgame. And that is just way too fucking much for me. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's, that's gross. Oh my god. Could you imagine if I now you ate that? I'd be so fucking pissed. This is always a good one that people ask me about. To remedy marital problems. To help resolve issues in a marriage, fill a glass with holy water and sprinkle sea salt into it. Drop your wedding rings into it and let it soak overnight. As it does, remember your wedding vows and what they stood for. And I honestly think that you can do any kind of bonding thing with your partner in a way. I mean, if you don't um, soak your rings in there, because some people don't want to take them off, some people can't take them off, some people have the tarnishment. But if you do any type of ritual with your rings, it just does kind of have that effect to really bring out memories of love and first, you know, the first days of the honeymoon phase and all of that. So if you're not someone who wants to take it off or just soak it in sea salt, completely understandable and you have some different options there. So protection, let's just hit a couple of these real quick and then I got some um, old school shit I want to bring you guys. Uh, some of these came from my own personal book, obviously. And then a few came from a book called Hexapill, a little book of modern southern witchery by Raven uh, Nightshade. I've told you guys about her before. And then I have another book that I love that I'm going to reference later. I don't even think it'll be in this episode. Um, For a few things that I I found that I want to share with you guys, I'm actually going to post some pictures in the group and then tag the book because some of these are just perfect for anyone starting out, anyone who's new. And just is kind of looking for um, something like to start off with, you know, some tips or pointers at hand. You know, it's a great book to start off with. So, protection magic. Blurring, burying a garlic bulb at each corner of your house will keep evil at bay. I have done this. So, we have um, buried garlic on the four corners of our property. And that is kind of... um, been really good for us actually i i uh did it after we banned and banished the evilness that we had here that was doing all of the scratching and horrible shit that we had going on for a while the uh sleep process i can't get over that that was just horrible like months straight of just fucking every night when i closed my eyes that same shit i didn't want to go to bed i didn't want to sleep i wanted to keep the lights on I wanted TV going, I wanted music going, I wanted any fucking thing I could to distract me from the darkness. And I'm already touched by the dark anyway. So to add in that mixture of some fucking creature holding me down while I slept was just way too much. And I, no, I did not like it. Sending back the evil eye spell. Sometimes you can sense the evil eye right away. It can be neutralized immediately with this remarkable simple ritual from Egypt. As the person walks away, pick up a pick up a handful of dirt and toss it in their wake so this is one of the things i'm going to get more in depth with this when we go back into um do a revisit into eyes and the evil eye and the eye of horus and all that because there are some fantastic information and um rituals that you can do revolving revolving yeah revolving around 
why is it does not sound right? Revolving around the eyes. Fuck my gosh. I'm so just my brain is done. But like I said, I, I do want to really revisit some more on um, Return to Cinder spells, especially when it comes to Evil Eye, because there's a lot of uh, really cool shit that we can definitely do with eyes. It's kind of, I think, ties in with why I have so many eyes on me. I do it as, I mean, I love my eye tattoos, and I think of them as all eyes on me. You know, I'm always being judged. People are constantly, you know, thinking one thing about me or you know, always judging me before they know me, and I think that that is, uh, something that I had to deal with when I stopped being what everybody else wanted me to be, and embracing who I really was, that was my biggest challenge, was getting over the fact that I was constantly being judged before anybody even got to know me, or even spoke my first fucking syllable to anyone, they had immediate judgment in their mind, by the way I looked, by the way I acted, and I had to deal with that. And it was not easy, but I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. I really don't. I'm focused on my happiness, my family's happiness, and that's it. And I don't have to worry about, you know, how I make somebody else feel based on who I am as a person, how I look. So I don't even care about that part anymore. Um, I had a friend actually do this one. I've not done it, but it worked great for her. Brick dust, sea salt, or powder terracotta can be spread across your door, um, excuse me, doorways and or windows to keep people who mean you harm away. She had someone who was trying to interfere with her marriage. Um, it was a close friend, actually, and she was very adamant that she was trying to, um, get closer to her husband and it just became a whole situation and once she put that out she she went to because right now it's perfect time to get um like planners and stuff she went and got a terracotta planner cracked it all up ground it down with a mortar pestle into a fine sand powder and just spread it out there and every time she came after she put it out she would leave quicker and quicker and just felt more uncomfortable there And it got to the point where she just stopped coming to their house and things went back to normal completely. So that is one I will definitely tell you works very, very well. I'm having trouble turning my fucking notes because my fingers don't want to work. They're so sore from opening boxes. I've gotten so many cardboard cuts this week and it's insane. Alright, let's talk about some old school magic and remedies. Uh, Now some of these are little, uh, you know, maybe try if you want, but you might not want to. A remedy for madness, also insanity, is to blend mild honey and sea salt and drink from a seashell before sunrise. That doesn't seem too bad. I think that would be okay. For dysentery, crack a fresh egg and put the yolk into a glass of brandy and drink it. I'm not eating or drinking a raw fucking egg. I'm sorry. The thought of it in my throat makes me want to fucking vomit everywhere. I just can't do it. This one comes from London, 1691. This is an actual recipe. To cure hysteria, take dried chicken manure and grind it up. Place it inside a prune and feed it to the person. The shit they did back then, guys, to remedy things... I'm all down for, you know, some of this old school 
healing stuff, but some of the stuff is crazy as fuck. Like they would, like the shit they did back in Salem where they would have, um, uh, what was it, like a dog would urinate into a pie and the witch ate it, or they would take the witch's blood and, or fuck, the witch's urine and put it into a pie and feed it to a dog and if the dog died, then they were a witch. If the dog did not die, then they were not a witch. And then uh, they would throw them out into the sea and if they lived they were a witch and they would get hanged but if they died then they weren't a witch so either way they're dead fucked up shit same concept (laughs) for asthma boil garlic and water and make it into a syrup with fresh honey this one we have tried both kids have asthma and it actually does help they hated the taste they love gar or honey but they were not fans of the strong garlic but you know it, it, it is what it is and it did work to free yourself from a love spell, make a jakes, meaning urinate. What the fuck? Oh my god. To free yourself from a love spell, make a jakes, <laughs> meaning urinate or defecate into the bewitcher's shoe. That is from London, 1655. This is from a fucking book of shadows from. London, 1965. Wow. That's, uh... Yep. I, I, I can't get over some of these. To make someone afraid, suspend a doll in their likeness from a string. I think that would definitely scare anybody. Like, anybody. If there's a doll that looked like me hanging from a string somewhere. Yeah. This one is good, guys. This is the last one for the old school show I'm going to go over. A 15th century charm to have a loved one fulfill a promise. Boil a handful of daisies in a pint of water. Clean the roots of the same flowers. Boil for 5 to 10 minutes. Wish for the promise to come true during the whole process. When you have finished boiling, pour the contents over a dunghill. A pile of poop. That'll work. That'll, that'll, that'll definitely work. I think that'll be great. Definitely be great. I fucking can't. That is absolutely insane. So, yeah. So those are some, uh, quick, easy spells slash rituals slash old school fucked up shit. That is, uh, whoo. Let's go ahead and take a little break. I, I need one after, I think we all need one after that. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And we're back. All right. The next section, topic, whatever the fuck we want to call it, I want to go over correlates with moons. So I know that we have talked about moon phases, the full moon, the waxy moon, waning moon, new moon, dark moon, whatever you want to call it, and how they can affect our spell work, rituals, whatever. But 
a lot of people ask me about different moons and full moons and um, why moons are called this or that for each month. And I kind of want to touch base on that. I, I plan to do a very extensive episode on moons where we talk really in depth more about the moons and the cycles and all of that. But for right now, sorry, that is my um, thing going off. One of my family members just had a baby. Uh, anyway, so I kind of want to touch base on this now because we do have some different things coming up and this may be, um, just kind of like a, uh, bookmark starting point for a much deeper conversation. But you guys know there are, uh, 12 months in a year and every moon or every, every moon, every month has a full moon, but there are 13 full months, full, full months, fuck me, there are 13 full moons a year. Which means, obviously, that one month is going to have two full moons. That's when it's called a blue moon. And those are very powerful. So, every month kind of has its own thing. You guys have heard them, you know, heard of them before. Uh, the blood moon, the rose moon, the warp moon, uh, the wolf moon. So many different things. But what do they actually mean? What does it come from? What does it have anything to do with? So, I'm going to run down through those. And then, like I said, we'll get into a more in-depth conversation about moons and a a later episode because there's a lot of things I want to talk about when it comes to the moon and its power and all of that shit because the moon really has a very very strong effect on us and um, anyone out there who menstruates knows that your cycle can line up with the moon cycles it's crazy but I'm a full moon girl I used to be a new moon and now I'm a full moon but I'm also a beta When it comes to that, I work with an alpha, and every time a new person starts, everybody gets out of fucking whack but her, so it's a whole situation. So, January is called the wolf moon, cold or birch moon. Uh, Emphasis on the energies of protection, intuition, and wisdom. February, the quickening, snow, hunger, chaste, or rowan moon. Energies of purification, growth, and healing. March is known as the storm, worm, seed, sap, or ash moon. Energies of rebirth and awakening. April, the hair, wind, grass, pink, or alder moon. Ideal for spells relating to change, balance, emotions, and planning. Unfortunately, this episode is after April's new or full moon, so we can come back to May for this year's or for the next one. It's the flower, merry, milk, planting, or willow moon. It's ideal for spells relating to building energy, intuition, and connections. June's moon is the rose, mead, strawberry, strong, sun, or hawthorn moon. Excellent for protection, strengthening, preventative, and maintaining spells. July is also known as the wort, hay, thunder, blessing, buck, or oak moon. Perfect for spells relating to divination, dream work, and psychic abilities. August moon is the corn red sturgeon or holly moon used for spells relating to rebirth, abundance, prosperity, and renewal. September moon is the harvest or hazel moon, ideal for spells relating to lightness and darkness, emotions, mental, and physical well-being. I need to worry about the well-being, physical and mental well-being for me. Big one there. October's moon is the Blood Hunters or Vine Moon. I've always called it the Blood Moon because it's just so beautifully orange-red 
out there, and it's, there's one spot in town where it's absolutely fucking gorgeous in October for the full moon, just fucking gorgeous, and it's like a dark, orangish red, it literally looks like blood, uh, moon, and it's just fucking gorgeous, it looks so huge, but it's perfect for spells relating to letting go, cleansing, karma, growth, divination, dream work, spirits, November is the morning, frost, beaver, or ivory moon, helpful for spells relating to shedding habits or relationships, fresh starts, and connections, they've always said November is a great time to, um, stop a bad habit, but, I don't know, I've not tried it, because all my bad habits are too addicting, and I can't stop them, so, December moon, which, that's a joke, I have stopped them, but my worst habit, bad habit of smoking, and I have to stop, but I don't want to pick up murder, and that's exactly what's going to happen, so, December, the long nights, cold, or read moon, ideal for spells relating to endurance, rebirth, and transformation, which is kind of a given, because we are going, um, into, uh, the new year, and kind of preparing for big changes, everybody sets their, uh, resolutions or manifestations or whatever and we'll make it happen but the blue moon is stronger in energy than any other of the moons and it is very just what's the word I'm looking for unique uh, for one but it's very well really just powerful honestly you can feel it you can feel the blue moon you can feel its effects you can feel things just around you your body your energy everything is different and not in a bad way it's in a good way but it's funny how people freak out when there's a full moon and they're like oh my god it's a full moon out and all the loonies are coming out and they're not wrong because all kinds of crazy shit does happen during a full moon i i've seen weird shit happen but I've also seen things that just make fucking sense when there's a full moon. And you're like, yep, that kind of makes sense. So, it, uh, it will kind of do its own thing. I mean, it really just does have that power over us. And it's really amazing, honestly, to see. So, pay attention when we have the next blue moon, which is, uh, let me think. I just looked at all this the other day because we are talking about blue moons. Oh, August 31st, and it is also going to be a supermoon, if I remember right, and it's actually pretty fucking cool, um, what a great way to kind of kick off into fall, and get ready for the beautiful fall, autumn fucking weather, and beauty, and all the things, because I fucking love fall so much, it's just gorgeous, I love it, but... With that knowledge, you can kind of prepare ahead. If there's things that you're going to set out your, um, yep, your manifestations for the year, things that you want to do, you're going to set your intentions. It might be a good idea if it's something that you don't need to be in a big rush for, something you know that can wait, something that could be dealt with at a later time, or you're just trying to plan out your year. Knowing this information is something that can be very useful because then you can plan out, okay, so I know that I want to um, really do a lot of, 
fuck out of my brain just went to sleep for a second. I know I want to spend this year working on um, strengthening my powers, my uh, psychic abilities. I want to work on keeping things going good and strong, and I want to make sure that I'm keeping bad things away. You might pick June as an ideal month to do a lot of those um, rituals or spells in, or if you're somebody who does rituals or spells yearly, like ritually, ritually, like there are a few things that I will do every single year. Like I will do a ritual every year and I line it up with these different moons so that I know, okay, this is a perfect time to make sure that I do this. So every year in, for instance, say November, I would work on getting rid of a bad habit. I would pick that as my time to, okay, I'm going to work on bad habit things. You'll get rid of all those. I'm going to work on um, building connections with people. I'm going to do all these things in November. And so I'll redo those rituals every November. December, I might get ready for the new year like we all do. We prepare, you know, our intentions for the year. We set our um, sights out on what we want to have. We prepare everything. We get everything manifested. We get everything manifested. We get ready to get our, you know, to manifest things and set our sights on what we want to happen. And we all do that in December because we're preparing for the new year, resolutions, all that, like I said a little bit ago. So, you know, if you're going to plan out your year for, you know, repeating different things and keeping things in order, this, this is really good info to have. And I have had um, a few people ask me about it, so that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up because it really is something that we just don't talk about enough. We really go into depth on... The phases, but not the actual full, full moons and when all of that goes around. So I think that's something pretty cool to uh, to kind of go over there. So I thought I had something else on this. Aha. So another section that I get asked, asked. Fuck, I cannot speak. Oh, no. I cannot read my fucking writing. <laughs> I was going to talk about it in that section. Okay, so. Yeah, alright, well, forget that. I can't read my writing, so we'll, we'll come back to that after a bit when I can see what the fuck I'm doing, because my brain is just like, nope, I don't know what that says. You guys have that moment, those times when you're just, nothing is seeming to work right, or everything just kind of collapses at once, and you're just like, what in the fuck's going on? Yeah, that's kind of where my brain is like, no, we're, we don't know what we're doing today. So, that's where I'm at, guys. I, I hate to be like, you know, keep repeating myself and going on, but I am just, my brain is dead. Alright. Oh, yes, yes, I see now. Okay. <laughs> I want to apologize for this episode. I know it is a trash, garbage episode. I am physically, mentally exhausted. I have, uh... I got a fork of four, and I've already been back to work twice, and dealing with shit, my phone's going off, I've been dealing with things on the phone, everything is just kind of, uh, a little crazy, so, I just want to get something out, because you guys do so much for me, so I want to make sure I can return the favor, and make sure I had something out for you guys, whether it didn't turn out the way I wanted, but, you know, it'll be alright, it's something, so, um, one thing I do get asked about a lot is what things a new witch should start out with. What 
um, are some of the the key items that she should get if she, she I don't know why I said he, she, probably because like the last three people asked me if we're female or identified as female. So a lot of things that I get asked about having in your um, apothecary, your altar, all these things, you know, you're starting off things. What, what should I get? So I've kind of made a small little list of things that um, would be good to start off with and they're things that could be used for a lot of different spells or rituals or whatever. So if you're starting off, um, we'll start with essential oils. Bergamot is one that is going to be used in a lot of different spells, rituals. Um, it's very useful and I think it smells really good. Cedar is another one. I actually didn't think I would need this as much, but it did come in one of the packs I bought very early on, and I actually use it way more than I thought I would. Eucalyptus, I, you guys know how I feel about that. I really think it's great. I love it. It is um, awesome. I, I really use it for a lot of things. Geranium, I again, another thing I didn't think I would use a lot, but I actually do use a lot. I just got a new bottle the other day because I went through all my other ones. Um, I'm not a big fan of smell, but mixed with other things, it does work together kind of well. So, jasmine, I use a lot of that. Lavender, of course, you guys know how I feel about lavender. I use a lot of it for a lot of things. Patchouli, I, I just, patchouli has my heart. I love patchouli. It's like the scent of a witch, I think. When I, when I smell patchouli, I think of witches. It just instantly, somebody's burning patchouli incense somewhere or has a candle lit which I've been in the mall in several places that are not necessarily like stores where you would buy witchcraft supplies by any means and they've had a patchouli candle burning and I'm just like oh this smells so good it just reminds me of you know like my brothers and sister witches so love it one that I do not care for but I do use a lot is peppermint I think I have so much angst toward peppermint because I don't like the taste of peppermint so when Christmas is around and there's peppermint everything everywhere and I'm just like, it sounds gross and I don't I just don't like it. But I end up using it in a lot of spells because it is very useful. Great for deterring pests, rodents, buggies, anything anything like that. Works great in the summer to keep bugs away, fleas, things like that. It's perfect. I always put that around Sky's patio or catio. Um, to kind of keep the fleas at bay from coming in because she has an indoor cat, but her cat lets her go out the window and to the outside, so it works great. Rose and rosemary both are excellent oils that you'll use them a lot, they'll come in very handy. Sage and sandalwood, definitely some um, ones I would start out with. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If you are going to do any carrier oils, which are uh, base oils, usually like plant or vegetable based, um, and they're used to kind of dilute essential oils, you can you can go with whatever you want. But what I usually try to keep in my uh, apothecary, almond oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, uh, olive oil, and rosehip oil. They come in really great and handy and helpful. Herbs. Um, if you can, it's good to have fresh and dry, but it's completely up to you. What I would recommend right off the top, basil, um, bay leaf. Also, when it comes to bay leaf, crushed bay leaf and whole bay leaf, both perfect. Uh, lemon balm, mint, mugwort, rosemary, St. John's wort, thyme, cinnamon, 
Uh, let me think. I think that's all that I really would say. That's definitely starting starting off with. Uh, definitely a lot of other options there, but th- those are the ones that I I feel myself personally I use the most and would be more. Um, something if you're starting out your apothecary those would be great starters for you some different spices a lot of people don't think about keeping spices in their um, apothecary and I keep them in my kitchen in my apothecary and sometimes I have to go to my craft room get spice out of my apothecary because I've done the kitchen allspice, black pepper, black salt um, and black salt is simply just regular salt mixed with uh, instant ashes perfect way, easy to make it super affordable instead of buying it it's really stupid expensive to buy it you're just paying somebody else to mix that for you so uh cayenne pepper again cinnamon ground or sticks cloves whole and ground i keep both uh crushed chili flakes uh cumin epsom salt ginger nutmeg sage sea salt and i also like uh pink himalayan salt it comes in very handy a lot of things flowers i have um, a whole wall of dried flowers that i have chamomile geranium petals hibiscus flowers jasmine lavender marigold flowers rose hips rose petals violets and yarrow uh there's so many things you can do with flowers making potpourri just making different potions mixtures different things it's all very handy and great if you were asking me what crystals to start off with, I would recommend, and don't get mad, don't come at me when I mispronounce them because you guys already know it's going to happen. Adventuring, Bloodstone, uh, Citrine, Clear Quartz, Smoky Quartz, any of the quartzes, Pink Quartz, um, Emerald, Garnet, Hematite, Lapis Lazuli, Obsidian, Peridot, Pyrite, Amethyst, Tiger's Eye, Selenite. Selenite is so fucking cheap, guys. You can get the wands for like three bucks and they're fucking huge. Sodalite is a huge one that I absolutely love. You guys have heard me talk about Sodalite a lot. Uh, Turquoise. um, There's Red Tiger's Eye. I like it too. I use it in a lot of places for Tiger's Eye. Amazonite is one that a lot of people sleep on, but it is great. I fucking love it. I use it in a lot of different things. Um, yep, my brain just went sideways. Uh, fuck, what is the name of the one that I use all the fucking time? Oh my god, it's Malachite. God, I cannot think. I'm literally looking right at it on my wrist. Malachite. That is uh, one that I use a lot more than I ever thought I would, and I'm so happy that I have a bunch of it now because it is very 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 handy to have around it's really awesome and to wrap things up um, for tonight just because I am exhausted I wanted to just go over real quick a couple not even really a couple just something so somebody had asked me about knots and why uh, people are talk a lot in their spells when they're talking about using like ribbon or things the different knots and how many knots you know are to use blah blah blah, blah. knots are really uh, common and frequently used in spell work and they symbolize connection protection binding you can use knots to signify so many different parts of your spell 
um, they're used to represent different timeline points to represent different people, different things, events. Honestly, knots can be used for a lot of different things. And you don't have to be a fancy knot tire. You don't have to know some fancy, uh, which is not tying ability or have, you know, some uh, fancy ability. You want to be a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout and know all these knots and a box knot and square knot and a uh, fucking anchor knot or a boater's knot <laughs> or whatever. It's cool if you can know all those. Like, that's awesome. Um, but do whatever knot your intentions tell you to your intentions. You're fucking, <laughs> wow, I need to go to bed whatever uh, your gut tells you to do. Whatever feels right to you, do that. There's no specific way. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So honestly, if it calls for a fucking square knot and you put a normal triangle shoe tie and knot on it, it's fine. As long as it's secure and you're happy with it, that's all that matters. So that's the last thing on my list. Um, I'm going to get into... I did have actually something else I want to go into, but I think I'm just going to do that into more of a, a different episode. Numerology is a huge um, thing that I get asked about a lot, too. And I really am fascinated with numerology. So we'll kind of work that into another episode. Um, maybe we'll do something where I'm not like so dog-ass tired and can barely speak. And do another little variety show where it's a lot better, I promise. But... That's all I've got for you guys this week. I'm really sorry again that it's such a trash episode and a day late and I'm all over the place, but I'm here and I tried. So you guys are amazing. Thank you for all the support you guys have given. I really appreciate it. Um, we are at almost 10,000 followers on Spotify alone and I cannot be more excited, happy, taken aback, shocked thankful you guys are absolutely wonderful and I want to one day um make this my only priority as far as like you know that didn't sound right (laughs) my family obviously my uh career would be to just have enough time to share my thoughts and tips and tricks and teachings and all of the wonderful things with everybody um and not for like money wise but just to do it because I love it I love sharing this with you guys every week I just need to get myself to a place where I can do that all the time but we got years and years and years before that's ready to go so um thank you guys again I'm still working on the book so or the well, it's not really a book it's like a reference guide but Shoot me your ideas, guys. I'm super excited to get this put together, and uh, I think it's going to be super fun. So, I'm going to go take a shower and go to bed. (laughs) So, blessed be. You guys are amazing. I love you all. Have a wonderful night, and I will be back next week refreshed and better. Blessed be. Bye.